Hello, everybody. Thanks for joining us at localjobnetwork.com radio. I'm Tim Muma. This is Volunteering At, where we explore the world of giving, whether it's time, money, or resources. Now, in each episode, we learn about another way you can give back and gain from a rewarding experience. For this edition, we're talking about Make-A-Wish, and we'll get the inside scoop from Forrest Doolin, Public Relations Manager for Make-A-Wish Wisconsin. Forrest, thanks for joining us today. Oh, thank you for having me. So I guess, first of all, just to give people a little idea of uh, what Make-A-Wish is all about, can you just tell us about your organization, maybe the mission, the values, just to give them a nice little summary of what Make-A-Wish is all about? Sure. Make-A-Wish Wisconsin grants the wishes of children with life-threatening medical conditions to enrich the human experience with hope, strength, and joy. Make-A-Wish Wisconsin is one of 61 chapters of Make-A-Wish America around the country. We've been granting wishes here in Wisconsin since 1984, and this year we're celebrating our 30th birthday. And um, a wish is something very powerful and very special that really helps a child and their family that are that has a life-threatening medical condition focus on something positive in the midst of really dark and challenging times. Sure. So what was really the idea behind Make-A-Wish starting and sort of the impetus behind the cause? Because it is obviously very specific as opposed to maybe some other organizations where it's a little more broad-based. Well, Make-A-Wish got its start in 1980 in Phoenix, Arizona, when a little boy named Chris Gracious, he was a seven-year-old, and he wanted to be a police officer Hmm. for a day. And some volunteers down in that area heard about this. He had leukemia and he was a very sick little boy. And so these volunteers came together to make this wish come true. They got him his own uniform. He was made a, an honorary member of the, the police department there and really had a fantastic experience. And they decided, you know what, we can do this for other children as well. And so out of that, Make-A-Wish was born. And like I said, that was in 1980. Mm-hmm. And so by 1984 in Wisconsin, some volunteers had seen a news story that had gone national about this concept. And there was a little girl named Katina here in Wisconsin who also had a life-threatening condition and she wanted to meet Michael Jackson. And so these (laughs) volunteers in Wisconsin decided to do a similar thing and send Katina to New Jersey to meet Michael Jackson in 1984. And so that wish was granted. And from that, then Make-A-Wish Wisconsin was born. And here we are 30 years later, and we have granted over 5,000 wishes to uh, children across the state of Wisconsin. We grant 300 wishes, uh, over 300 wishes now every year in Wisconsin. Wow, that is awesome. That's it's really cool to hear, especially the sort of the background with everything, and then obviously all the work that Make a Wish is able to do and help out those kids and their families, as you mentioned as well. Mm-hmm. We'll get to some of the details of the volunteer roles in a minute. Uh, just I did want to ask, just for yourself, how long you've been with Make a Wish? Uh, sort of what your role has been there, just to give people an idea of where you're coming from too, with your perspective. Sure. I've been working with Make-A-Wish for uh, about six and a half years. Um, I started off as a part-time and have been full-time for the last five plus years as the public relations manager. I got to know the mission of Make-A-Wish and uh, was certainly um, really engaged by that mission. And it didn't didn't take much convincing for me. <laughs> and so to, and, and my job really is to tell the story sure. of Make-A-Wish. And there are so many inspiring, courageous stories to tell and stories of, of just incredible hope to see the kind of impact that a wish makes on, on not only just a child, but on their family, on their 
extended family and the community around them. Sure. No, it sounds like it's got to be pretty cool for you to be able to, I mean, you're really hands-on with what's going on and you understand those stories. Like you said, I, I would think it's it's pretty fun for you to share, right? It is. Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's fun. It's inspiring. Sometimes it can be a little emotional, but sure. um, because there are, are lots of elements to these stories. But yeah, it really is an amazing job to be able to tell the story that we have to tell. Well, let's walk through some of the, the volunteer roles or ways that people can help because, of course, that's the, the big purpose of this, to get the information out there and give our listeners an idea of, of where they could put their, their skills and their time to use. Uh, what are some of the roles that people could take on to help with Make-A-Wish? Make-A-Wish, one of the favorite things, that the things that I love most about Make-A-Wish is that it takes a whole community to really do this work. Mm-hmm. We're a very small staff. When you consider the amount of work that we do in a given year, there are only 18 full-time people that work for Make-A-Wish that are employed, and the rest are all volunteer. Uh, we work with over 550 volunteers around the state to do this work, and so there are lots of ways to give of your time, certainly, as a volunteer, whether it's volunteering time in our office, helping out at events as well as wish granting. Every single wish is assigned a wish uh, to wish granters that are volunteers that go and they meet with the child and family. They do, you know, they take care of paperwork, but they also help the child, you know, determine what their one true wish is. Right. And then they work with the family throughout the wish process. They throw a party for the wish child and their family as the time comes for their wish to come true. And so it's really, uh, there's some wonderful opportunities. There's also certainly other ways you can get involved. Um, you can certainly donate. Make-A-Wish Wisconsin is a completely privately funded nonprofit, 501c3. And so we we rely completely on the donations of individuals, corporations, foundations. You know, people do things in schools. They do things as at their businesses. There's, sure. there's so many different ways that people can give back um, and that can give and support and make wishes come true. You can also participate in events. We've got a special events that we do throughout the year. One of our big ones that's really easy for anybody to get involved in is our Walk for Wishes, which will be coming up this August in Milwaukee. It takes place along the lakefront of Milwaukee and uh, starts and finishes at the North Gate of the uh, Meyer Festival Grounds. And that's going to be August 23rd. It's a Saturday morning. And that's a great way to raise money for Make-A-Wish because you can raise pledges, you can form a team. You know, it's, it's a really amazing, wonderful opportunity. Plus, we have a lot of Wish kids and families that come out for that event. Right. So it's also a place where you're going to see a lot of inspiring kids uh, all in one place. So for those that are interested in, in you know, volunteering some of their, their skills or just their time, I mean, are there certain personality traits that you think? feel are essential? Or do you think there are skills that people could really put to good use? Or even, you know, we like to look at it from the reverse. Maybe they're honing some of their skills for their own work yeah. you know, when they go back. And you kind of look at it as a benefit to both sides. But I mean, what do you kind of see in general as far as skills and personality traits? Sure. Well, again, you know, one of the, the great things about Make-A-Wish, because we do so many different kinds of wishes and we right. work with so many different people, I mean, there are so many different skills that we need <laughs> to tap into. Because sometimes it's helping out specifically with a wish. Um, you know, sometimes we get special wishes like we our 5,000th wish. Um, we know what that wish is going to be and it's not completed yet, but we're working with an architect and a contractor to build a clubhouse because that's her wish. Wow. And so there, you know, we're involving 
volunteers and people that are, are going to help build this clubhouse. Okay. So that's, you know, that's one set of skills. And then, you know, we need people that have great brains for math <laughs> and can help us out with events and taking money and those kind of things. I mean, so it kind of goes all over the board. Sure. Uh, sometimes it's really creative stuff. When we're doing bedroom makeovers, we work with volunteer decorators and interior designers to help design bedrooms or living room makeovers or those kind of things. You know, so the skill sets, I mean, it really is all over the board. The main skill set that we ask for is just that someone would have a passion for the mission and mm-hmm. for kids and seeing them have their wishes come true. So, sure. And you're right, it really can help build and strengthen um, and hone someone else's skill sets. A lot of people, you know, in this day and age, you know, people lose jobs or in, are in transitions. And so we have sometimes people that will volunteer time here while they're in the process of looking for a job because they know that it can help benefit them long term. Right. Plus, you meet so many different people. I mean, it really is such a, a community organization, community-based organization. So you meet a lot of different people as well. Well, that's a, definitely a great point and something we also emphasize with uh, anyone out there. Again, we want people to go into these things for the right way, but understanding that uh, you know there is there are benefits all around the place. So I appreciate you bringing that that side up. Mm-hmm. How about as far as uh, credentials or time commitments? I mean, are, are certain things required? Are there sure. just basic checks? I mean, I'm sure it may depend on exactly what you're doing, but just give people an idea of of what would be in store if they are interested in jumping into this. Well, the first step would be going through our volunteer orientation. We do require an orientation. It's a one-hour session, and we do those um, throughout the year, and we do them here in the Milwaukee area. We do them in the Madison area and in the Appleton area, and actually we do some around the state as well. Like I said, the orientation, basic orientation is an hour, and that really helps uh, get someone up to speed a little bit on what Make-Wish is all about. It introduces them to different possibilities and roles. Now, there's a separate training for wish granting. So okay. if you wanted to become a volunteer wish granter, then there's an additional hour to an hour and a half training that is done as well. We do uh, require background checks for all of our uh, official volunteers. You know, it's really um, integrity and, and really making sure that we are are doing everything right, as right as possible. We have a lot of policies in place, and one of those is the background checks. We do do that. We ask for letters of reference as well. And then once um, all of that is taken care of and the application's filled out and ready to go, then someone becomes an official volunteer. And we work with you. We have a volunteer coordinator who can work with you to figure out, you know, what might be a good fit or a good place for you. Sometimes people will talk about things um, just at the orientation and kind of find that place where, where they would fit best. Right. Well, it's great. I hope people do take advantage, obviously, and understand that, uh, of course, there are the few things they got to work with, but you guys will always, of course, help them and, and take care of all those uh, sort of, as you said, the policies and make sure all that uh, is set up. Yeah. How about if you're looking at it from a company-wide point of view, what what could an organization do as a whole to help or what are some options they can they can have in terms of volunteering? Well, we have, like I said before, we do a lot of different events. One event, big event that's coming up this summer, as I mentioned earlier, it's our 30th birthday this year. And we are doing a big, massive blowout 30th (laughs) birthday party. It's going to be a tailgate party out at Miller Park on July 13th. And that party is going to be for WISH children, their families, our volunteers, and our medical referral sources. And so there's going to be anywhere between 3,000 and 3,500 people coming to this event. 
And because it's also for all of our volunteers, a lot of times, you know, if you've got a company or a group of folks at your company that want to help out and volunteer, we're looking for groups of volunteers to help us with that birthday party so that our regular volunteers can just enjoy the day, you know, because oftentimes our regular volunteers are the ones doing all the work and helping us out. And this way they get to enjoy the party and we can have some volunteers from outside of our regular pool. So that's one easy way. But I mean, there are other ways as well. Your your, uh, company, you can form a team for our Walk for Wishes, like I mentioned that earlier. You can also do your own kind of fundraising. We have um, a lot of our fundraising comes in from outside fundraisers. So companies, other organizations, Boy Scout troops, um, schools, they, they will come up with ideas and do their own fundraisers and, and then donate to Make-A-Wish. You know, if you're really, you know, raising a lot of money, um, you can even help partner or, you know, sponsor a wish if you raise $3,000 or more and where you can actually help sponsor a specific wish. So we can work with you on that. We call that Adopt-A-Wish. So there are just lots of different ways that companies can get involved. And then certainly you can donate through the workplace giving is another big area, where, right. whether it's donating, marking Make-A-Wish on your United Way form or or specifically asking, you know, you can contact your employer and have them pull amount, pull a certain amount out of your paycheck each month. I mean, there's lots of different things you can do through workplace giving as well. When we're looking at a lot of these organizations, sometimes people have some misconceptions about maybe what goes on or how you know, funds are utilized or volunteers are utilized. Sure. Are there any misconceptions out there about Make-A-Wish that you would want to address for the listeners? I think one of the biggest misconceptions is really about our mission. Um, a lot of people have the misperception that Make-A-Wish grants wishes to children who are dying or terminal, and we actually never use those words because the, the qualification for a wish is, is strictly that they have a life-threatening medical condition. Okay. So people sometimes assume that our that our kids don't, you know, if you grant a wish or receive a wish that your child's not can survive, which is not true at all. We have a lot of children who go on and survive. I mean, we certainly, you know, reality is yes. I mean, there are certainly some kids that don't make it, right. but for, uh, there are a lot of children that do. Actually, our first wish, Katina that I mentioned, she's now 41 years old. She's still alive and people cool. don't realize that. And I think too, there is a misperception sometimes that a wish is something very fluffy and light. It's just a nice thing, mm-hmm. the warm fuzzy. And a wish really is so much more than that. We actually, our, our national office did a, a national study of wishes and the impact of wishes, looking at both immediate impact, but also looking at long-term impact. And um, uh, 83% of adult former wish kids say they experienced improved physical health and strength. A wish really makes a difference in a child's life. It, it gives them the energy. It gives them the, the uh, strength. It, gives them, it helps them be more willing and able to mm-hmm. battle their life-threatening conditions. A lot of times we'll hear it marks a turning point in their fight against their illness. You know, we've heard of children who are, you know, it's very discouraging when you're constantly going to doctors and you're going, you know, treatments and needles and I mean, a lot of scary stuff. And so to have your wish come true really gives those children something so positive and energetic that it can really affect their, not only just their emotional and mental lives, but it can affect their physical lives as well. We have uh, our big gala coming up in April, and one of our uh, one of the folks that's coming to speak is a, a wish kid who's named Katie. Katie's wish was granted years ago, and um, she was a she's a leukemia survivor, and she is now married, and she is a become a pediatric oncology nurse in Chicago. Wow! And she's almost eight months pregnant with her first child. 
so, I mean, you know, and she she's going to be speaking about the impact that her wish had on her mm-hmm. um, and just the significant role that that has in her life. So I think, you know, those are probably the most common misperceptions. As with any charity, you know, there's certainly lots of concerns about how are funds used, how are the resources used. I mean, that's very important to look at. And Make-A-Wish Wisconsin's really proud. We have a very high percentage uh, as far as the amount of funds raised going to actual wishes granted. It's uh, 80.4% of all of our funds raised go directly to wish granting, which is a really significantly high number. And we're really proud of that as well. Well, I'm glad you did address a number of those areas and that because, of course, that is, as you said, one of those things that comes up all the time when people are wondering about organizations. So I think you definitely touched on some questions that people might have there. We're starting to get a little low on time. So I actually wanted to ask uh, if you had any memorable stories or memories that you've had um, just in working with, whether it be, uh, you know, the kids themselves or with volunteers, just maybe a a story that really stands out that you think uh, the listeners would enjoy hearing. One of the most um, memorable wish stories that I that I have, or that's going to stick with me the rest of my life, was uh, Brady's story. Brady is a child that was from uh, Exonia, and he was six years old. And Brady, uh, his medical condition left him in a wheelchair, and he so he had a lot of limitations. And but he, he wanted to have playground equipment. But he wanted to have playground equipment for kids with special needs, not just for himself, but for his community. And mm. so he wanted that playground equipment donated to the local fireman's park there in Exonia. And so we ordered all the equipment and we had it installed and Brady got to be there when the equipment was being installed. He got to put his hands in the, in the cement as they were putting in sidewalks. And in that process, the community started learning about this. And so um, other people wanted to get involved. And so they kind of started enhancing the wish. They added landscaping and a bunch of different things to make this a really special magical wish for Brady. Unfortunately, and sadly, just a few days before Brady's wish day party, Brady had an episode and he passed away. And so we talked to the family and the family decided they still wanted to have his wish day celebration and really do it in his honor and memory. Mm -hmm. And 300 people from that community came out to celebrate Brady's life, but also to celebrate the impact of this wish. And it was really powerful to see Brady's family come to this and to see the impact that this little selfless boy had, not just on on his family, but on, a, on this entire community. And to this, you know, this was about two years ago. You can go out to Exonia to the Fireman's Park and you will see that playground there with a permanent sign honoring Brady's wish. And um, it to me, that's what Make-A-Wish is about. It's, it's the impact on the child, it's the impact on the family, and it's the impact on the community. I think uh, we all appreciate you sharing that story. I think it's a terrific piece to, uh, you know, to talk about and bring that up. And, you know, you bring up a point there. From my experience in reading all these different types of stories, it, it's amazing that kids who are in these situations, they seem to be so unselfish. I mean, even in this case, he didn't worry just about himself. I mean, to me, that's just it's just mind-boggling. You can be that unselfish in a situation where, of course, most of us would be you know, probably faltering. I mean, have you experienced that a lot with, with the kids that you work with? We have. A lot of times our, our wish kids are concerned about their siblings. They want to make sure their siblings are getting something or, you know, sometimes on shopping spree wishes, they'll want to make sure they're buying stuff for their family. Because I think they 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 are incredibly selfless. Um, you know, ch- these kids that we work with every day are are just 
so inspiring. Um, we consider ourselves so fortunate to be able to work with and, and meet these really amazing people and the families as well. The families are just so, the experience is so unique and so magical for them. And so they see the kind of impact it has on their child. And, and a lot of our WISH families end up then wanting to give back. They become WISH granters. They do fundraisers. They attend events. They want to, to pay it forward. And a lot of our wish kids, you know, those that survive go on and do really good work. I mean, like I mentioned, Katie became a pediatric oncology nurse. They do that kind of stuff where they they really want to contribute to the community. And so they really are some of the most amazing uh, people in the world. Well, again, Forrest, we appreciate you coming on talking about uh, Make-A-Wish and some of the ways that people can help out. Um, How can someone get in contact with the organization and become a volunteer and learn more? The easiest way is to go to our website, which is wisconsin.wish.org. You can also call our phone number at 800-236-WISH, which is, so it's 800-236-9474. We have a volunteer coordinator, so you can speak to her. Or if you're interested in hosting a a fundraiser, you can speak to our our special events manager. You can also uh, follow us on Facebook. Uh, We're facebook.com slash wisconsinwish. So those are probably the easiest and best ways. All right, perfect. With that, we are going to wrap up this edition of Volunteering At. We have been, again, speaking with Forrest Doolin, Public Relations Manager for Make-A-Wish Wisconsin. He's been filling us in on the variety of ways individuals and companies can make a difference for children. Also sharing some stories with us that hopefully inspire all of you out there as well. Forrest, thanks again for sharing everything about Make-A-Wish with us today. Thank you, Tim. And for more information, you can head over to wisconsin.wish.org if you are in that area. And if you're looking for other local chapters, you can also go to wish.org and you can find find where uh, your local chapter can get uh, a little more information if you are interested. Of course, we'd like to hear from you, the listeners, as well. So if you would, just send us an email to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. Tell us if you have any organizations you're interested in learning more about. Once again, I'm Tim Muma. Take care, everybody. Take care, everybody.